Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, August 10th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Why, hello, John. Hello. So many little topics today are interesting topics. Uh, big news with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Twitter. Uh, big news with Dominion, the voting machines, and big billion-dollar lawsuits. Uh, not big news about Trump, but the lingering question of why he hasn't been indicted. Um, COVID updates, of course, and maybe a little something on infrastructure. Um, let's start with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So MTG, I don't MTG. call her that because I feel like they're trying to AOC her, you know? It's Marjorie the TFT, Taylor. the former guy. The, oh, I don't know that. That's the former guy. Yeah, I see people refer to Trump as like, they, they don't want to say his name, so they just refer to him for a while. I think because I think Biden once called him the former guy. Oh, that's funny. Um, which was hilarious. Funny. That is and funny. And so, so some people started referring to him as just TFG. That's funny. <laughs> that fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene got suspended from Twitter for a week for putting out a tweet saying the FDA uh, shouldn't shouldn't approve the uh, the Pfizer, shouldn't give final approval to the Pfizer vaccine. And I didn't see what her, let me see, somebody must have grabbed her actual tweet because I'm sure it must have had misinformation in it. It had to. So it didn't just say, don't approve it. It probably said some lie about it killing people. Or let's see what it's, uh, come on, folks. Um, should not approve, should not approve the vaccine. She also claimed the vaccines were failing and they were ineffective That's, at reducing the virus the, to spread. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, because I, you know, I follow so many of these idiots. I've got to read, read uh, the comments from these idiots on my TikTok feed, Aravosis, by the way, on TikTok. And you follow the, what do you mean? I don't follow, follow them, but I mean, meaning I've got to read all the crap they say every day because they just, in a, TikTok is the biggest cesspool out there in terms of comments from right wingers. And so I read all the bullshit the anti-vaxxers are saying. And I just, there's a part of me that doesn't get it. They have... The Republicans could get their base mad about a turnip. I mean, they've literally got these people viscerally That's fantastic hot point. But you know about about the vaccine. But I mean, these people well, they've got them talking about critical race theory, and most of them don't even know what that means. Well, no, right? but I mean, think about it though. But that's at least that's at least race stuff, and they can say they can say. Yeah, you know, I know you're saying. You know what I mean? Like it's a controversial it, issue. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I, mean, I agree with you, though, to some degree. They've lied to them about it and therefore created an issue. Yeah. But in this case, it's like fucking it's a fucking vaccine. And these people are just hopping mad about it. They they literally are joyous every time they think they've got something showing the vaccine isn't working. And you're kind of like, OK, even if you, you know, pick sides or whatever, why would you be joyous that the vaccine isn't working? Like, who would do that? Even we wouldn't do that with Trump, right? We wanted the vaccine to work. We were afraid Trump was going to make them approve it before they were ready. But we didn't. Well, we weren't sitting there going, yeah, let, let's have the vaccine not work. I think what we, I mean, again, I think what we've learned through, and we've learned this many times in history. I mean, obviously, you've, you've gone back to, hmm. you, you mentioned Mein Kampf, I think, in a tweet you, you were telling yeah. me earlier. Or whatever. Yeah. It isn't like we haven't learned this, especially a lot during the 20th century, but like, we're we're a failure as a species, dude. <laughs> Evolution failed us. Uh, it's funny. I mean, you, you look at some of the like the. You ever read the Political Brain? I brought this up before by Drew Weston. No, just really smart. He tried to. She's tried at times to help Democrats message better because he's explaining to us how to tell stories. He's a, he's like what was a psychiatrist, psychologist 
and a professor at Emory University. Right. And, you know, all he, I remember he at times during Obama, the Obama administration, he pointed out like – I know the name. Just, Who, I was saying, I remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah. He'd be, he'd, you know, they'd be like, you can't just, um, you know, sit there and say to people – uh, you know that that uh, this is going to be better, and let me list the five reasons. You have to tell stories. You need emotion. You, right. Well, his whole point was I read his book at one point, mm. and his whole point, of course, was that as we evolved, you know, which people who study any biology or whatever will know this, that it's not like the 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 newer, you know, once we develop the ability to reason mm. and some of these things, it's not like the older fears, you know, flight or fight or flight, you know, response, tribalism, right. these kinds of things disappeared. <laughs> the newer stuff just was added on top of the older stuff, but all of the older stuff is still there. Oh, right. The lizard stuff is still in our exactly. brain. Exactly. Yeah. And it just seems like what this proves to me, and again, it's one thing to read it in history, but it's one thing to see in front of your faces, that you can actually get people to mass kill themselves because you scare them about things that that remind them of death. Right. It, it's it's just the most inane thing in the world. The, yeah. When when they're playing on racial issues, they're playing on deep, you know, sort of differences going back over time where we couldn't use our logical brain. So anything that looked or seemed different to us scared right. us, right? right? Because the it's like my cats, they right. hear a noise, they run. Family. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like you only could trust your tribe, your family, your whatever. The, that, the, the closer to you, your race. You yep. know what I mean? Like the more you knew. Well, but the fact that here we are and we're supposed to have developing brains and hundreds of years post enlightenment and all these sorts of things, you know, and and the fact is that all that, you know, your neighbors, you know, your neighbors are of a different race than you and they, they're nice people, they're good people, you know, you know, all this stuff. And we've seen it again and again. It's like the, the, the I brought up before the Hutus and the Tutsis who are living as neighbors right. and we're friends with each other one day and the next day they're butchering one another and even they're killing their neighbors because they're being like, told that they were. Uh, they which were country was this again? In Rwanda. Oh, um, because of a conspiracy theory that was, about them. That was the other guys, yeah. Because of the ancient hatreds, because the French yep. had colonized and the Tutsis were lighter skinned because they were intermixed right, right, right. with the French and they had been preferred, but the Hutus were a bigger group. I don't want to get into all of it, but the point is, is that yep. one minute you're living together as neighbors, same thing that happened in Bosnia, by the way, in Serbia. And the next minute you're massacring people because you're being told they're different and they're a threat. And like, it, it makes absolutely zero sense, and we do it again and again and again, and we can't right. seem to learn from it as a species. And right now, with the vaccine, it's even on a whole different level. It's not just saying start a war where there's a good chance your family will die when there's peace because those people right. look different and they're really dangerous to you. Right. It's now like do something that will kill you. Don't take right. it because the other tribe, that dangerous tribe, is telling you that's good for you. So it must be bad for you. So that actually overrides the fact that you're seeing people die all around you from not having taken it. Right. Like, we suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know, like, I just read about this woman who's a, a registered nurse. For, by the way, she should be kicked out of the profession. I should oh. every nurse who refuses yeah. to get a vaccine. Both <clears throat> of her parents died yes. because they refused to get vaccinated, and she's refusing, still refusing. What, yeah. I mean, when you get to that point yeah. of illogic, Yep. Do we really believe that we have the ability to like sort of yeah. vote intelligently if we can't even do the most basic fucking things intelligently? Yep. yep. I leave that out there as a question. <laughs> well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She 
loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. If you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness. Actually, I've been having this problem on TikTok, to be honest. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women until now. Men. haha. See, finally, some advertisers will get it. No more sexist ads. Introducing the new GenuCell serum, which with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey writes, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and never come back. I or haven't come back. I love the product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Well, that's good. Order now and get 50% off all GenuCell packages for summer. Go to lovegenucell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, might be nice to spell it, uh, .com <laughs> slash Stephanie. That's love, oh, love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L. They're good advertising people. There you Yay. go. Um, lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. John, who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear? Oh, my God. I, mean, I know you do. Me. Lounge, loungewear used to be code for, quote, hideously ugly sweats, unquote. Even your pets have been judging you. Mine have been judging you for years. That's a, that's a thing of the past with cozy earth. The people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made from viscose, made from viscose, from bamboo, have done it again. They've taken loungewear to another level with their comfy, super soft selections and gorgeous styles and colors. From wonderful pajama sets, leggings, and tees, every item is sourced from earth-friendly viscose from bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at Cozy Earth. See why Oprah described Cozy Earth's pajamas as the softest ever in O Magazine. Best of all, go to CozyEarth.com, now enter promo code Stephanie35, and save 35% on their loungewear and bedding. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code Stephanie35. CozyEarth.com. Her, I got, I had her quote handy, but yeah, she was complaining. <clears throat> Let me see if I've got it on my phone because I was, I put it on my TikTok last night, her little quote. Um, oh, I don't. Oh, here, I've got her. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is the nurse whose parents died. A nurse, this is for the Wall Street Journal, a nurse who lost both her parents to COVID-19 says she does not regret their decision to not get that. So that's the first thing. She doesn't regret their decision not to get the vaccine. But she resents judgment from friends asking why they didn't get the shot. Quote, some people make us feel like it's our fault that they're gone. Right. She still doesn't even regret them not getting the vaccine and they're dead. Honey, See, is it I is mean. your fault. And you don't think they, you but, don't think, I mean, oh, God. See, well, God. that's my point. Like, again, and we, we've said this numerous times with when it comes to Trump voters and, and, and all sorts of things, right? Um, 
how do you reason with that? You yeah. can't. I mean, I always make the point, look, I'm a political strategist. I, you know, I bring morality and beliefs into what I do. And so I don't just believe you do anything to win. And then I try to find the best combination of what I find to be moral, logical. But, and, and so I guess what the, the point I'm trying to make here is, you, you know, you, you, there are people that are, that, who are genuine low information voters. And I don't, excuse me, say that as an insult. They're people that are work, working way too hard for way too little money, have kids or overwhelmed by stuff. You know, like uh, I'm not going to go into details in the show here, but you know, John, yeah, 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 I've dealt with some yeah. some family stuff recently, and I don't know how people who have to have, have to work in jobs where they have no control of their lives when things like what are going on in my family are going on. I don't know how they fucking do it, frankly. Right. I have no idea the stress, the sort of the whatever, and and so so I get that, and there are people who just can't pay close attention, and you can and are, are winnable. But then there's this group. You know, and I always used to call it the sort of what the I think when Dick Cheney's uh, approval rating got down to something like uh, or Bush's twenty seven percent. My theory right. was it was twenty seven percent. Well, the Trump years certainly proved to me it's at least ten percent more than that. Right. Like people that are legitimately just there's nothing you can do. You could literally well, you know, say I, kill I mean, yourself, I, and that will hurt yeah. the other side, the other tribe, and they would just do it. Well, and I think that – and maybe we'll put off that discussion for a little bit because that will get into our Trump discussion in a minute, and it will also get into our COVID discussion, sort of the, the, mania, and the, the mania and the cultishness and all of that. Um, yep. Right? So, I find we, we had Ruth Ben-Ghiat on that time. Do you remember? Who's oh, yeah. A yeah. historian of a fact. And I almost want to have her on again because I think that – I always found that most fascinating where psychology and history overlap and political yeah. science. And I think that's the only way you can understand this stuff. Because, you know, that's why I brought up Drew Weston before. It makes no sense. Right. And basically, well, I guess yeah. – go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. No, I was going to say, but it's 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 my complaint about the Holocaust, um, meaning – of course, not the Holocaust, of course. <laughs> my complaint about the Holocaust is obvious, but my complaint about when people – John, what up, didn't you like about the Holocaust? What didn't you like about it, Candace Owen? <laughs> I mean, if you'd only just stayed there, you know, in, in Germany, like but some of the domestic policies were great. Which is what Candace Owen had actually said. That what Cliff has yes. said. He's not even joking. That's what she said. Um, yeah, she never said that. He going to all those other like, countries. I mean, you right. know, the dude was just trying to help. Exactly. The I mean, but what gets me when like the ADL and other groups get very upset about people invoking the Holocaust. Now, normally it's invoked ridiculously. Remember Obamacare? It's the Holocaust, and you're like, and now they're saying vaccines are the like she said, vaccines are the Holocaust. It's ridiculous. But what happens is they believe that you should never invoke the Holocaust. And for me, it's the Holocaust. In terms of historical parallels, it's not about, oh, uh, it's only a parallel if we're planning to murder six million of our own citizens, right? That's not it. It's, it is a parallel in terms of how uh, basically a totalitarian state or authoritarian, whichever you want, but a murderous state takes over. And just decimates the rights of people and then decimates people. And what is the and that's where Ruth is interesting because it's it's what is the pathway to that happening? What are the warning signs? How does it happen? And Hannah Arendt, um, you know, yep. it, it showing historically, once you understand the pathway, understanding that this isn't such a rarity and it isn't so crazy that it happened like oh that was an anomaly it could never happen again it's 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 which but you is remember when we were growing yeah. up john i mean like you're you're a little bit older and i don't say that in any negative sense except for you actually <laughs> yes but no but it's it's it, there's a it reason is? for it yeah yeah go ahead um um because you have memories probably even if they're very basic like almost non-memories but you may remember watergate 
right? I don't. Okay, I, was yeah. I, re- I remember I was- um, Nixon resigning, and I remember Ford's speech pardoning Nixon because I watched it on TV, and I kind of was getting it because I was you right. Know, 12 or something. So, yeah. me, you know, because in the 70s, I think people asked some of those questions. That's why you saw some of those movies that came out that that very had Naziistic themes in them and, you know, secret, you know, a very sort of out of control Hogan's CIA. Heroes. Well, I mean, certainly <laughs> that the, the comedies happened too. Oh, can but, I just think also, about, I mean, keep your hold your thought? Imagine Hogan's Heroes today. Let's do a TV oh. comedy about a Nazi about a Nazi prison camp. Right. Think no, about seriously. it. Like, I mean, anyway. I, I mean, yes. All the screaming and yelling from. Oh my people. god! But, but yeah. Let me throw this a second. Think. I, I always talk about this. To me, the seventies was this era of like paranoid, the government's you know coming coming to hurt us, kind of you know. Definitely, there was some exposure of the CIA had done some awful criminal shit in Central America and in in parts of Africa and places. I mean, don't, there, there, there's no doubt about. There's a reason for it, mm-hmm. where people are like. Maybe understanding a little bit, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe you remember it a little bit in a way that I don't. Right. Like, huh, so this is how Nazism began, or this is how you could see it right. happening, or this is how, you know, and you had these movies like, you know, three, what was it, Three Days in the Condor with, with Robert yeah. Redford, uh, yeah. you know, which, by the yeah. way, a part of that was filmed in where I grew up in, in Peter Cooper Village in New York, and my parents took me out to apparently see Robert Redford when I was like three. But in any case, right. um, you know, the parallax view with Warren Beatty, like all these sort of, you know, conspiracy government coming to get you, blah, blah, blah. And Watergate, Vietnam, Kennedy assassinated. You That was before before your time. But point being, like, you know, when I was born, by the time I had started having political memories, it's more like I remember the hostages in Iran, maybe the right. first real political memory that I have. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so to me... And I still think largely probably to you, even though you may have some of those memories, like all we could all we could understand a lot of this stuff from was history or looking abroad. I brought up Rwanda, right. I brought up Bosnia, being like, right. how does this happen? How does like what happened in a cult, you know, the Halebub comet crazies or or you know, the fucking Waco, David Koresh, or some of these nuts, you know, how does that become a mass psychosis for an entire nation? And I think this is what builds into my theory about. What I've been talking about a lot, I talked about on this podcast, I talked about on the, on, when I went on Bob Seska's about how our un- unfettered First Amendment is going to destroy us. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.